Welcome to Help the Goat Presents, a games and gaming podcast. Just a heads up, this podcast might very well include adult situations and language, so if you're a child, or if you just don't like hearing that kind of thing, please plug your ears now. But also keep listening. Life is a paradox. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Helpful Goat Presents Tear Beyond the Doors. I just had to wait Andy out before he said anything awkward. Chose a a sneak attack there instead of counting it down so he couldn't, like, scream obscenities or other random nonsense. Well done. Uh, Yes, welcome to Helpful Goat Presents Tear Beyond the Doors, where my friends and I build and explore a world of fantasy and magic, or not so much magic in the case of Tear. I am Galway Trainer, the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming. I have a horrible head cold. Sorry if that makes things weird tonight. I am also not alone in either this game or in sickness. Uh, with me, as always, the benevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming, Andy. Hey! I'm also sick, so... <coughs> continuing continuing this run, Lena. Hi. Also recovering from illness. TJ. I'm sick for you, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there it is Uh, and if stickiness was an illness that'd be her oh my god chris just really can't get over it can you no i never will i never will (laughs) we can't get over the crotch i'm sorry my crotch is pretty amazing i know yikes i like can't even like i got choked on my own vileness right there sorry (laughs) Already, yeah. it went uh, down pretty smoothly for me. I don't know about oh, oh lord! Okay, okay. Moving <laughs> along, moving along. Uh, we uh, we are helpful. Go gaming. We are a small independent game design firm. We get on Twitch just about every week on Friday evenings and play some D anD. d Either this campaign right now or our long form campaign, Goats and Dragons: The Fate of Rin. So you can follow us on here. Check us out. Maybe subscribe or cheer us some bits. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Helpful Goat or check out our website at, or yes, helpfulgoat.com. Like I said, head cold. It's going to be interesting this evening. Um, we are currently in the middle of Tear Beyond the Doors, which will be coming soon to our podcast feed for Helpful Goat Presents. I think that's coming out in February sometime. Andy, confirm deny? I believe so. Yeah. I think it's the next thing up. Cool. After uh, Waterdeep. So that'll that'll be coming up to the the podcast feed for Helpful Goat Presents, and we also have our long form homebrew campaign, uh, Goats and Dragons: The Fates of Rin, which is on our Goats and Dragons podcast feed, which is still going strong. I think the podcast is starting to actually catch up to the live streams, so um, you're running less and less risk of massive spoiler territory if you tune in live. Indeed. And uh, let's see, anyone else have any? Acknowledgements, notes, or anything, announcements before I get started on the recap? I think we're good. I'm good. I'm going to judge from the stunning (laughs) silence afterwards that everyone else is as well. I mean, I could be Adam for a second and then have an announcement in like 20 seconds when you've started. So much love for Adam. (laughs) So, 
I think, I mean, yeah, you feel, feel free to cut in with a random announcement once I start on this, but to, to settle in. Last time on Tear Beyond the Doors, the party departed from Stronghold, the only world that they had ever known, going in search of Lethereal, their teacher, or information on what had happened to everyone else in town. They happened across a family attacked by monstrous ants and helped them, and in exchange uh, received free, uh, free stay at the inn in the town of Red Meadow. Traveling on for another day, they reached Red Meadow, only to find it on fire. As they snuck into the town in an attempt to see what was going on, they found skeletal monstrosities stalking the streets. And in the square, the townspeople had been gathered, and more skeletons herded them towards a, plot, towards a platform in the very center, where a skeleton that looked somewhat different, with bright purple lights in its eyes, stood touching a stone to each villager in passing. It seemed that they were looking for something, though upon not finding it, they moved to kill villagers. As the group sprung into action, fighting against him, Ariel furiously trying to draw the attention of the <clears throat> purple bone daddy. <laughs> uh, the group ended up prevailing, though not defeating the purple skeleton, who commented that he was very pleased to have found them. He proceeded to retreat, having summoned a shadowy steed, and it seemed that the stone he held reacted to magical energies. The group were hailed as heroes, saviors of the town, and feted and feasted, and they were taken to the inn, where they were given some privacy and a little bit of time to recover, and then met with the mayor, one Gerard Nobleson. He said he had never heard of such a thing happening in the town and its history, though he has heard of other incidents like this happening. An increasing pattern of attacks led by a figure called the Nightmaster. It seemed that the authorities were generally powerless to stop this Nightmaster, though there was one hero standing against it using magical power, an elvish woman known only as the Sunleaf. The group instantly recognized signs that this might indeed be their teacher, Lethereal, who they still looked for. The mayor asked a favor of the party if they would deliver a missive asking for reinforcements from the magistrates in Gottweil, which they were heading to anyway, and in exchange provided them with supplies and, uh, supplies for the journey. Yeah, I just skipped a line. It's okay. It's fine. This will all get edited in post. Um. Will it? No, it won't. Will it? <laughs> um. Among the supplies, Neldor caught sight of two parcels sitting against a wall, and when they were unwrapped, they revealed four weapons, two staves, and two short swords. The mayor almost trembled when he saw them, stating that he remembered his father, an adventurer, and mayor of the town and owner of the shop before him, had told him to keep these, because he had met an elvish woman in town 45 years ago who paid him to hold on to them for delivery to a group of adventurers who would be there to pick them up 
in 45 years. The woman sounded exactly like Lethiriel, and had been traveling from the east. The group took these weapons, pondering them, trying to figure out what they were, what connection they could have, and how Lethiriel could have predicted this. Sunny discovered that they had two types of magic, and one of them felt very related to the purple skeleton that they had seen, and perhaps even the cataclysm that had destroyed much of Tyr. And so, the group set out early in the morning, hoping to get to Gottweil and see what more information they could find. So, you all have been heading out now from town, from the town of Red Meadow, uh, and it's only been about a couple of hours. Um, and Neldor, you see something off to the side of the road. What do I see? Uh, it's it's very difficult, and anyone else probably would have missed it, but you see a little disturbance in the grass, like where, you know, if, if the grass was just all the same, you would sort of see a feeling in a pattern. There's a piece of it missing. Like like a patch missing? Like there's yeah. dirt there in, in the center? Uh, it's a little too far off for you to be able to see if okay. there's dirt there. It's just you can kind of only see it as the, the, the grass itself. There's just a gap where it should be waving in the breeze in the morning, and it's not. Cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's got to be pretty big. How far away am I from it? Uh, probably only about 25 feet. So it's still got to be a pretty big gap for me to be able to see and tell what it is from that distance. Um... Uh, Okay. Uh, hey guys, I'm gonna step over here for a second. I'm gonna walk over to the disturbance in the grass. Freaking. Uh, you going to the bathroom or something? No. What is this? What's going? Why? Why are people just up and going? Just you can see me. I'm just I'm walking right right over here. There's it. It just looks weird. I just wanna. After everything we've seen, I I just kind of want to look at this grass. Thing. Right, you do you. Is it more giant ants? Because I really don't want to fight more giant ants. Oh shit! Oh I my didn't god! Think of that. Oh god, Sunny. I um. Here, maybe mm. we. Maybe like I should come with you. Ariel's gonna draw her normal Deal. sword, uh, and uh, walk along with you. I'll uh, cover you from the 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 <laughs> cart over here. Rook, did you just get an accent that you've never had before? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a ch- I'm a change and I do all kinds of things. Are you, what you nervous? About? <laughs> I can't tell if you're in Boston or Brooklyn, and I kind of like it. Brookston. Brookston. I contain multitudes. <laughs> it's a little southy right there. <laughs> okay. Now there's. <laughs> I'm walking over to the patch okay. with Ariel. So yeah. as you, as you uh, move over, it's actually pretty easy. You only need to move about 15 feet sort of off the road. Um, there's a patch that's about a 10-foot a radius circle um, that's been burned away. Okay. And you can see it- almost scorch marks in the dirt. Is it what? the perfect circle? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Sunny. 
What direction are we heading from, um, Rose Wild? Red Meadow? Red Meadow? <laughs> red Meadow. <laughs> you, you, picked, you picked something red and a description of untended space. Okay. I tried. You did fantastic. You are heading west uh, towards Gotwild. Okay. Is that the way Big Purple Bone Daddy went? That is both the way that um, Big Purple Bone Daddy went and also the way that uh, you were told that the young woman from Red Meadow who used magic was taken. And oh. also the way that they were watching during the battle like they were scared of something coming from that direction, right? I thought they were looking yes. east. I think no. they were looking west. They were looking okay. west. Okay, cool. Yeah. Alright, cool, cool. Um, so it's a ten foot diameter burn spot in the grass? Ten foot radius. Radius. So does it look uh, like um And I think sorry, I think you would circle? ask it is a perfect circle. Okay. Um and then does it look like uh so has all wildlife been scored away from it, like all the plant life, or is it just um like it's been burned? Uh you don't even yeah, you don't need to roll for anything that everything is gone from it. It's just bare dirt. Like, one inch outside the ten-foot radius, you have grass and tall grasses and stuff like that. One inch inside the ten-foot radius, nothing. Okay. Alright, I want to bend down and just touch the earth. Just touch the dirt there. Is it warm? So you're going to bend down and you're going to touch inside that radius? Well, so I love that question. Guess. So, so <laughs> you're touching. That's really, what I want to do. Sorry, you're touching the 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 blasted dirt area, not the grass or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm here it, for you. It feels. Yeah. yeah. It feels warm to the touch, but not excessively warm. Like it feels like soil that's absorbed some sunlight already uh, during the day. Um... Though, give me give me a perception check real quick. Yeah. Eighteen, very nice. You feel a little tingle of magical energy. Interesting. Okay. Um, is there, and it's just, like, just charred earth. There's no, like, bones? Uh, certainly, with that 18 perception for the feel, but also just looking around, you don't see any bones or anything like that. Um, though you do, you do start to see the, the, it's very hard, but with that perception check, you can kind of see it right by your hand, there's actually a little bit of a pattern burned in. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, uh, um, Ariel? Do you, what do I do with this? Um, do you see this? Well, it's just like, it's like dirt, right? Like. Yeah, but there's, there's like this, I mean, I see this kind of like a little, 
pattern in the scorch marks. OMG. And she'll take a look. Does Ariel also see it? Uh, with with Nelder pointing it out to you, yeah, you can definitely see it. Um, has Ariel, um, I'm assuming that because the only way out of our home was through the doors, um, we never saw a teleportation circle before, yeah? You didn't have any, though you certainly knew of that branch of magic. Okay. Um, I don't know that Ariel would actually recognize it as such. Uh, so would that be an arcana or like history check to see if like she would like remember reading about it somewhere or you being could, told about them? You could give me an arcana check. You could give me an arcana or a history check, your choice, if you're trying to remember what you were told about them. You could give me a charisma check if you want to try to speak to the magic. Ooh, she will totally speak to the magic with her sassy charisma. Yes. Like, OMG, little circle in the dirt. Like, what do you want to tell me? Oof. Ouch. Eight. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps you need to get down and touch the dirt, too. I mean... We're just going to keep moving so that that doesn't get get responded to. Um, You're not really directly familiar with this type of magic. It's certainly magic. Something magical did this. Uh, So you can get that over what Neldor... Or you can confirm Neldor's suspicion on that. Uh, But you're not really sure what type of magic... You can also still give me that history or arcana check if you want to. Yeah, she'll she'll kind of rack what little brains she has. And... Like, oh my god, with that nine, I like totally don't understand like what this is, <laughs> but it's super magic. I couldn't have said it better, so I'm just leaving that as the DM's response to that. <laughs> hey, what's going on over there, you guys? You've been poking the ground for a while. <laughs> Hey, Rook. What's up? Rook, come over and yeah. take a look at this. Um, I will yell uh. at Sunny. There's like a magic circle over here. I'll be, I'm being really loud. There's like a magic circle <laughs> over here and it's like in the dirt. You should like oh. come over. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Let's hey, you're good at dirt. Come on over, I Sunny. love dirt. <laughs> that is such a good point. Thank you for thinking of me, Ariel. You're so nice. Yeah, Ariel, and also the whole magic thing. We're supposed to be, you know... Just a little bit of a, uh, 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 keeping it on the, the, the DL, like the kids say. That's also a really good point. Oh we my god, I am so yeah. sorry. That's yeah, I'll go say, over right? there. Sunny, you know, that's what the kids say. Okay. Am I a kid? I don't know. Uh, Ariel is also mouthing DL, like she's trying to figure out what the hell that means. <laughs> So yeah, suddenly you uh, go over, and like I said, you see ten foot radius circle. You can see the pattern um, where it almost looks like there was heat, and it was more intense in some places than others. I want to try to figure out why there is a pattern, not what you just told me—that the heat was more intense, but like why that would be. Uh, probably an Arcana check then. I rolled a seven. Ooh. I hope we don't have to fight today. <laughs> don't worry, Neldor will save you. You're not really familiar with this type of magic. 
The other thing you could do is, if you're specifically looking at the pattern, you could give me an investigation check to try to understand exactly what the pattern actually is. Okay, I guess I'll do that. I didn't mean to roll. Wow. Twice. Good. Wow. Right. I didn't mean to fumble on both the rolls, but I did. Jesus. <laughs> Holy I... shit, we're all gonna fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope we don't get into any fights. Let's try to actively avoid like, fights tonight. Um, see, there's, there's the one level of thinking, okay, what do I do with a fumble? And then there's a second level of going, what well, do I do with clearly an ordained by fate? This is definitively a fumble. Just pretend I only rolled once because I didn't mean to click it twice. So don't do an no, ordained no, by fate. No, no, no. This is the dice don't lie. Um... <laughs> Just so yeah, you uh, are you you get uh, you get to work uh, copying them down, and you feel uh, it takes you probably fifteen minutes, um, but you're pretty sure you have the whole sequence, and it does look like it's uh, two bands, one one right along the outer rim of the circle, and then one a little further in of symbols. Okay, and I think I copied it down accurately. Can I look at what you copied down and uh, just kind of look at, look at, you know, just yeah. look, see if I recognize the symbols Definitely. that you wrote down or something? Yeah, Another okay. set of eyes is always good. Yeah. Could I uh, maybe roll Arcana to see if I recognize what she wrote? So if you're trying to or examine whether that circle or the thing she's detailed are part of a spell, that would be an Arcana check, yeah. All right, yeah, let's look at that. Oh god! Sweet Jesus! <laughs> oh, no. I crit wow! This. Wow! Now oh, you know how, what it's like to be me. God. Is this? So, just you know, we're 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 doing the live recording of the podcast here. Just for anyone listening at home, right now is the moment where the DM's brain is going. What were the encounters that could come up in this session? Oh god! How hard were they? <laughs> Shit, oh, man. God. Okay, uh, Rook, with that four, Fumble Arcana, um, you're pretty sure this is a summoning circle. Okay. Uh, and you're pretty sure that this is a summoning circle from the elemental plane of fire. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, I tell that to everyone else. I say, why don't we step back? Uh, I mean, it makes sense. There's, there's, the, the whole thing is charred and, and, and all burnt up and everything. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't think we should mess with this. Uh, but is it like active or is like, it like dormant? Dormant. Uh, DM, do I know if that is active or dormant? Or? You are not sure. I, I don't know. It could, be, it could go off any second. That's, oh wow, that's scary. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Who knows? So yeah, I think we leave this alone, right? Can like um, like Neldor, go ahead, Neldor would Neldor would like to like can I like you know like disturb it so it can't like be anything after Rook just as said you, to leave it alone. As you right. sort of you, you certainly <laughs> could and you you know shoe. enough you know enough about uh magical 
systems that use these kinds of inscribed or inscribe uh, circles or glyphs like this that, yeah, breaking up the glyph normally prevents the spell from working. Um, and as you go to do that, you actually notice that Sunny has already obliterated it in the process of trying to write it down. She was just paying oh, no attention to where she was stepping. So, oh, fantastic. Okay, so... So... You guys, just like out of curiosity, because I know we're supposed to be keeping these magic things in dirty limericks, like the kids say. Um, like <laughs> DL. So, oh, dirty, like, <laughs> so, um, someone else had to like draw this, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe. So, yeah. I don't think we can know that for sure, but probably. Yeah, no, I, uh, someone is summoning circle. That would yeah, be. Yeah, my vote's on Big Purple Bone it. Daddy. Um, well, what if he like just had a really giant stamp or something, or cast a spell to make it appear here? I mean, the thing is, like, maybe it was Purple Bone Daddy because he was like not a good dude. Mm -hmm. But what if like there are other magic people besides him? Like roaming around. You mean like just us? as an aside? We yeah. already know that there are. We, we know, know that, that like. Well, that's we know that what, the unity is magic. That's what Ariel's kind of getting at. So Ariel's like, so like, I don't know. Like we know that there's like these magic assholes like called the unity. I hey mean, Ariel, remember how? They may or may not be listening at all times. Oh, yeah. So there are, like, these magic assholes called the Unity. No, okay, let me just... <laughs> let's just make this a little slow, and I'll just, I'll just talk to you telepathically, and then pass it on to the rest of the group. Okay? Uh, okay, right, I will right, okay. a telepathic link with oh my You can God. talk um, now. So, as you tele telepathize with Ariel, you do notice that every time you speak to her, it appears the hamster dance is also playing in the background in her head. Um, <laughs> I feel like that really dates us, just so you know. <laughs> it really does. I also love the fact that I also love the fact that I feel like collectively as a group, we have established that telepathy can have background music, like multi-party yeah. chat, call waiting. <laughs> Hold, so, please. <laughs> so anyways, like I was saying, I feel like there might be more than just one evil purple bone daddy in this situation, you know? Like, maybe there's lots of people who we might want to, like, think about. I'll pass that on to the rest of the group. We can just, let's just have a conversation like normal and pretend that I'm doing the slow passing yeah, it on okay, to that's, everyone that's thing. Totally, we'll do it as we're walking, too, if we want. So, like, we keep going. Yeah, if we're done with yeah. the circle, we can. Oh, yeah, let's get far away from this friggin' Oh, thing. it's okay, because I fucked it up when I was copying down the symbols. So, <laughs> this is all we have left of it. I'll kind of shake my dope. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there might be one more than one. There might be a blue bone daddy. There might be a, an orange bone daddy. I don't know. Maybe there's bone daddies of every color of the rainbow. Oh, my God. Possible. I want the green one. You, want... you don't collect them. <laughs> yeah. They're not ours to collect. I mean, right? this isn't like Pokemon. Only if he's like nice and like cute and is like Pokemon like... I think my parents described that to me at one point, and that's like an adult activity. 
Um, um, is that Oreo or TJ? I, I think you're putting the emphasis <laughs> on the wrong. <laughs> that that was, is. I feel like all of this has slid to where I'm not sure if this is characters yeah, or fine. players. <laughs> I'm just like. I'm sorry, but taste the Bone Daddy Rainbow, really? <laughs> Oh my wow. god! That needs to be the subsidiary title for this episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try and get back into character. I don't uh, even know what your excuse is, TJ. Like, I'm sick and Andy's sick. Like, what's yeah. your what's your excuse? He has a sickness of the soul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a fucked up dude, man. Um. Anyway. All right. Anyways. Uh Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, the thing is, I just, I don't think that just us and just this like evil skeleton dude are the only ones that are doing something right now. I just kind of have a feeling. Yeah, we should definitely like keep an eye out for things and try to keep our magic on the DL. Um, remember that the unity Barrio. might be interested in trying to recruit us, which, no. you know, no. we should try to avoid that. Shit, sorry. Neldor's gonna look at Ariel and just mouth down low. Uh, <laughs> Ariel, Ariel's going to, like, look down immediately and start searching the <laughs> circle. <laughs> Ariel, get, get up. Let's we gotta keep going. Is ridiculous. Well, okay, fine. I was just doing what I was told. <laughs> I also, I'm really bad at dirty limericks, you guys. I'm gonna have to like figure something out. Okay, she's gonna get what real are you quiet. Talking about like keep the magic and dirty limericks on the DL. No, no, no. We don't need to rhyme or whatever limericks are. I don't. <laughs> that doesn't really involve plants. I don't really know what those are. <laughs> we just need to like. <laughs> Like, be on the down low about it. It's a colloquialism slash an idiom that means, like, be really, like, you know, keep it quiet and stealthy and on the down low. Low down. Did that oh, help? Did I just make it worse? Oh you wow, did, I'm because loud. low down is, like, giving me the deets, whereas the down low <laughs> is, like, keeping it nice and quiet. <laughs> are, are are deets like a form of fermented beet? Because I don't think I like them. No, I'm All right. yep. to beets. No, 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 no. Beets. Yep, yep, they are. That's what it is. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I like how I like how the DM in Andy has come out of like, alright, alright, alright. <laughs> we need to move so, along. You travel for most of the oh. rest of the day and then another day, and nothing much happens. And sort of on the this second day in camp, um, you all have made camp off by the side of the road, set up your fire, you have the tents that the mayor gave you, um, and you pull out the the weapons from the shop and are looking at them. So, I was thinking, like, maybe we should try, like, getting more connected with some of these. I How mean- about you guys? It's not that I disagree with you because I think you always have a really valid viewpoint, of course. Um, but I'm just a little concerned about the um, the the other energy we you sensed on these, where it's like the energy from the cataclysms, and maybe we should just proceed with caution. I like totally agree. So I think we should cautiously cautiously attune. 
to these things. Maybe before we attune to them, we should investigate them a little more. I mean, and we've looked at them. Like, see if we can figure out if do. it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, how about I, I, I sit down with it, I am quiet with it, I meditate on it, and I try to communicate and reach my soul out to it. That's a good way to So you're attuning. <laughs> you're just kind of an attunement. I mean, that's what one person might call it, but I... I, I okay, well, I'm personally going to investigate mine a little more before I try to do that. But you have a really valid viewpoint too, Rook, and I understand that you know you have a lot of experience and think you know what you're doing, and I'm sure it'll be totally fine. Um, Meldor, sure like, what too. do you think? The optimism of this group is killing me. Like, in a good way? Yeah. Are we killing you with, like, with kindness? Or... Yeah. Or a garden tool. Garden tool. Okay. I don't have any garden tools, and it's I really think... depressing me, you guys, actually. So if you could just not bring that up again. Oh, my so God. Me. I am so sorry. so sorry. I just... You Thank can, like, you. use my long it's been sword really hard. as a spade really? if I can attune to, like, this other sword. I mean, I'm not going to stop you, Ariel. I'm just saying maybe proceed with caution and investigate a little before you do it is all. Well, maybe you should, like, investigate yours since you're, like, a lot smarter than I am. And but then... I'm kind of scared to roll the dice because I just, like, rolled two fumbles in a row without even meaning to roll two dice. <laughs> I mean, so... the DM said dice don't lie, but yeah. So um... Does the fourth wall even exist on this campaign? I totally <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> It does now. It has been obliterated. Um... I guess Ariel, spurred on by Sunny, will attempt to investigate a little further, but she's going to use Arcana. So, you, sorry, you guys. You can also give um, me a charisma check, because that's sort of how you interact with magic. I mean, yeah, she'll definitely try the charisma check if she thinks she can get more out of it that way. But because uh, I critted... Well, you critted, but you sort of critted over the set of objects as a whole. As opposed to one okay. specific one. Okay, I mean, I'll definitely use the charisma check. So which one are you looking um, at? Uh, I will be looking at the Sword of Fire, the one that okay. I may be attuning to. Ten. Um, you're not getting too much past what you already did. Uh, there's two types of magic in it. Um, one of those magic seems much more like the skeleton, the purple skeleton, or the cataclysm, and almost seems to be eating the fire magic that was in the sword. Um, yeah, but it's Do hard for you to sense get of too much more. The progress of the magic that's eating the other magic, like if it's almost gone, if it's like half and half, like or is it? It is not, it is, the, the original magic, the original fire magic is weakened, certainly, um, but is still definitely there. Okay, I will relate all of that to the group in Ariel speak. So I want to look at the light staff and see if I can figure out if it would be dangerous to attune to it, and also what it does without attuning to it. I can figure either of those things. What check? Arcana. Two separate arcanas? Uh, I'm just hedging my bets here. No, it's going to be one arcana. <laughs> but it's two different questions. <laughs> okay, I'm rolling. And Rook is just taking his outside the light of the fire and hey, a sit nine. Down doing his. Uh, Rook is attuning. Uh, straight up, yeah. Okay, oh, okay cool. So, so Rook's attuning. Um, so while this is going on, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you, Andy. Uh, 
Sunny, you're not really able to get anything that Ariel didn't get before. You definitely feel light energy inside it. You feel, um, you feel something almost protective in it. Um, and you're pretty sure that that doesn't come from the, the purple energy comes from the light. Okay. Okay. I think I'll just wait and see how this goes for Rook before returning to mine. Because that way, if it goes badly for Rook, we can all jump in and help him out, and none of us will be compromised, right, you guys? That definitely makes sense. I just don't want, like, anything to happen to poor Rook. Well, Rook. I mean, he makes his own choices. He's an adult. You feel, as you're meditating on this, as they're talking over by the fire, you feel the shadows around you almost move in and quench part of the light. Perfect. And inside it, you should now have in your uh, handouts the handout for the Grasping Dark. I love it. Um, As I'm like sitting there uh, trying to attune to this, it's kind of on my lap, uh, but my shadow is like dancing in front of me with it. Like you know that YouTube video of the the like chubby kid like doing Star Wars moves in his like garage. My shadow is basically doing that. Okay. <laughs> with this, you give me an Arcana check, real quick. Solid, I can do that. So close to breaking the curse. Uh, um, you, you, you definitely feel that the two abilities, even though they're linked, don't come from the same place. Interesting. Okay. Right. Um, do we see like Rook is just like because I would say Ariel is probably watching Rook pretty intently, trying not to disturb him, but also like trying to make sure he's okay. Like, do we see the shadows move in, or is it so? More... What you see, Ariel, is you're looking at it. And that was sort of Rook's perception was that the shadows moved in and surrounded him. From your perspective, the shadows from the forest beyond the firelight basically turned into a dome that just slammed over him. Uh, so Ariel's gonna run toward the dome, and if she can, start, like, trying to get in or pound on it? Uh, as you run up to it, uh, it fades back into just shadow. And you can see Rook sitting there with the staff on his knees, um, and everything seems normal again. Oh my god, Rook, are you okay? You were, like, almost eaten by, like, a giant shadow monster. Is that- what? Is that true? That what does it feel unlikely. like? I mean, I don't think it was a giant shadow monster, but Ariel was just concerned about you. What is? Do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel normal? Do you feel in danger? Should we do something? No, I Are feel okay? fine. I feel alone in the dark. I feel great. You feel alone in the dark. Uh-huh. Is there light right now to us? Yeah. 
I'm just kind of insight checking. Hey, I rolled over a 10. I rolled a 13. I just want to see if Rook seems normal to me. As normal as he ever does. Normal for Rook. Okay. Uh, with that set of qualifiers, I would say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Andy, but I'd say so, yeah. 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 Oh, I feel, I feel good. I feel really good. You feel okay? Oh, yeah, totally. What do you mean you feel alone in the dark? Uh, oh, I don't know. I just, uh, it's just, a, it's an expression some people say. All right, who's next? Like, I've wait, never heard that. Wait, what does that mean? Yeah, I've well, never we, heard that. I yeah. I think it just is kind of like, like an expression, like in dirty limericks, like it's just what the kids say, like alone in the dark. Ariel, I don't know what you're talking about. Neither do I. Um, so I think I'm gonna try to. Okay, can can you just okay. like wait for a sec? He just, I mean, I just want to make sure he's definitely okay. And that was kind of a weird thing to say, right? Also, just for Sunny, for streams Sunny. for streams' sake, uh, the the stats of his staff are now up on screen. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Stun- Sunny uh, Rook said some pretty weird stuff. I mean, like, I mean that's true. He is like delightfully weird, and that's why we love him. That's yeah, what we appreciate about you. It is. Well, we appreciate a lot about you, Rook. Not just that, but also that. Okay, I guess you guys are right. It's probably okay. It's probably normal. All right. So I still think we should probably each do it like one at a yeah. time. Yeah. Um. So like, if nobody minds, I'll like try and go next. Okay. Just you know, take it slow. Be careful. If anything feels weird, stop trying to attune to it. Oh my god, I am always careful and never weird. Um, okay. <laughs> and Ariel will proceed to try and attune. And you're sort of sitting where you are on the map? Yep. So yeah, you you sit and you sort of lay the, the short sword across your knees. And like I said, it's the blade is almost twisted. Um, Not not wavy like a, like a crisp blade, but almost like almost like a screw blade effect oh oh it. okay wow. um and it's blackened uh and as as you sort of finish this several minutes of meditating on it you suddenly see the fire in the center of the camp spark and just kick up flames um and as they subside you can now feel uh the blade's properties or the properties of the guttering flame Oh my god, you guys. Uh, she's going to turn and look at everyone else. Did you, like, see the fire do that thing with, like, the flames? and like? Did we? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was really, that was, that was really something. How do you feel? How do you feel? Yeah. Uh, like, warm, but there's, like, a fire. So, I don't know. Well, like, abnormally warm? More warm than you did before you attuned to it? I don't know. Do you think I have a fever? She'll, like, feel her forehead? I don't think so. She She's breathing, like, little frost crystals out of her nose as she says this. Um. I rolled a 22 to see if she's acting normal for her. I'd say so. Um, Very much. Ariel, uh, give me a charisma check with advantage. Hot damn, nat 20. Very, 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 very interesting. Okay. You feel that this weapon was a magical blade, 
that was corrupted by cataclysmic energy. And you feel that it might be possible to repair it. Um, you're not entirely sure what that would take, but you think it is possible to repair it. You're also fairly sure that the ability on it, um, flash fire, mm -hmm. you're 99% sure that that comes from the corruption. It doesn't come from the sword itself. Okay. And so that using it would probably corrupt the weapon further and also be dangerous to you. Okay. Um, Do you I will, share that? I, I Yeah, Arya will share basically all of that um, to the group, just say, uh, saying to watch out for corruption in your guys' stuff. However, you don't feel that using it or attuning to it has any inherent danger. Like, well, you can I use it totally normally, it's just, too. for yeah. yours, it's just that ability, the flash fire ability, feels like it's coming from the corruption. Yeah. Can, uh, can you tell Ariel if it would be easier to fix it if we aren't attuned to it, or if it would be easier if you are attuned to it? Um, you think... Sorry, just because... I'll, I'll just answer in your mind, Ariel. Um yes. You think that the only way to fix it is to be attuned to it and to use it. Um, and then you're going to have to do something more and you're not quite sure what that something more is yet. Okay, uh, so she will also relate that. Huh, okay. But, but it feels like it's safe to attune, at least to yours. Uh, yeah, like, it doesn't seem to, like, be hurting me at all right now. Um, okay. I probably would be, like, super careful with, like, trying to use any, like, dangerous abilities. Um, Neldor, do you want to go next, or should I? I'll go next. Okay. So Neldor's just gonna sit and look at this short sword of cold uh very good so you're sitting and you put this this blade that uh is this brilliant gleaming silver that almost fades to transparent at the edges um and you you meditate on it and you think about it um and just as you're starting to sort of feel that you feel the sword and you understand it um, a little swirl of snow goes through the air. And you kind of look over at Ariel, but it didn't seem to come from her. Ar Ariel will say if she can see this, she'll she'll be giggling slightly because it makes her happy to see snow. Okay. And you are now attuned to the melting frost. Melting frost. How are you feeling, Neldor? I f feel the same. Exactly the same? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't really feel like a whole lot different. 
uh, insight check to see if Naldor seems normal for Naldor, so I rolled a 24. I think uh, she seems fine. The paranoia. I know, uh, she's inciting everyone. <laughs> okay. Alright, cool. Sunny, it's your turn. Yeah, because... I mean, I guess if you guys were all possessed, I would know, right? So it'd Definitely. be okay, because I, then I wouldn't do it. I would be able to tell. Of course you would, Sonny. I just... <laughs> one of us. One of us. One of us. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll bow to peer pressure this once. So I'll attune to it. The light staff. Very good. Uh, sorry, give me a second. Uh, Neldor, you should have the Melting Frost as an attack now in your character sheet. Aha, uh -huh. yes. So yeah, Sunny, you, you lay the staff uh, across your knees, and everyone has sort of commented on something has happened sort of right as they're getting there, uh, and you feel the... Uh, you feel the energies, and you're sort of starting to reach out to them and understand. Um, and nothing seems to be happening in the environment from your perspective. Uh, everyone else, um, Sunny is now glowing. Oh my uh, god, Sunny, huh. you're like so radiant right now. Oh, that's so nice of you, Ariel. Thank you. No, like literally, you're like no, totally you're... radiant. It's awesome. You're glowing. Oh, oh. I'm going to hold my hand up. Can I see the it glow? It is almost blindingly bright. Uh, and you are now attuned to the repelling light. Um, um, how do I turn the glow off? Did the glow turn and off? And it will fade. Yeah. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was so bright. I, I, my eyes are already a little uh, hurting from the sun, but that was pretty crazy. I guess because it's like repulsive. Um, yeah, do I feel like, based on what... <laughs> Can you roll an insight on yourself? <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I do allow those. <laughs> do I feel like I'm normal for me with a 17 insight? You don't feel that anything has affected your thoughts or emotions or behavior. <laughs> okay. Um, and do I feel like... Probably not with inside. I probably need to make a different check. I feel like based based on what Ariel was telling us about the corruption and the needing to repair the sword and all of the stuff that Ariel said, do I feel like that all holds true for my staff? Give me an Arcana check. Hey, I rolled a fourteen. Double digits again. Um. Because of uh, because of what Ariel said to you before, yes, you're pretty sure that all of that holds true. You would also somewhat suspect that the the two abilities, one of them is innate to the staff. Sorry, I was letting that motorcycle go by, and that the other comes from the corruption. Um, and you Can feel I like, tell which is which? You feel like the the withering brilliance um, comes from the corruption. Okay, and I feel like that it would um, be damaging to me and corrupt the weapon further if I use that? Yes. 
I mean, metagame, okay. the ability directly says it hurts you. Uh, but, I, haven't, I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. Sorry, I wasn't sure. Like, so that one definitely does directly say that it hurts you. Okay. But it also seems to be that from what Ariel described, uh, that the weapon itself was fine, but it seemed to have an ability that hurt you and corrupted it further. That would be the one that you'd be worried about with you. You wouldn't be as worried about Brilliant Shield. Okay, cool. Do you guys, do all of your guys' little weapons also have multiple abilities? Like... Uh, I mean, I can do better things now. What does that mean? I mean, I can I can do more things now with this in my possession. I don't need this old staff. Then I toss it into the fire. <laughs> so just going off of the fact that I also, mine also has an ability that I feel like would corrupt it further and also hurt me, you guys should probably make sure that that yours, you know, don't hurt you, or that if they do, you're really careful, or just I don't, mean, don't use it. I mean, like, will only, like, hurt me a little bit, so, um, I mean, I'm not gonna use it unless I, like, absolutely have to, right? Right, right, and I right. think we can all sort of agree to that. Yeah, but okay. you just threw your staff in the fire. Oh, the old one. So now the only one you have is the one that can hurt you. Well, yeah, if Good I point. use it right or wrong. I mean, <laughs> wrong, of course. You're just acting kind of weird, Rook, and I know you often act kind of weird, but maybe just communicate less weird. Yeah, take about yeah. 20% off that weirdness. Yeah. Sure, yeah, good note, good note, thanks. Alright. So you all have attuned to these four weapons. Um... Each of you sort of can feel the abilities and feel lurking just beyond them a little bit. Something that feels hungry. Um, Great. But you don't feel that that's the weapon itself. Hey, I want to make a check to see if I think that something that is related to the Cataclysm can track us or see us or sense us because of these, particularly if we use the corrupt ability. Interesting. Give me an Arcana check. Please stop saying Arcana. Can I do Animal <laughs> You're asking magical things. You're or asking nature? This I'm asking about the nature of it. So the nature of its magic. <laughs> Are you proficient in Arcana? No. I don't No. Um You could ask me to do that. You you, you I don't think she trusts Rook at this yeah, moment. No. It's it's, it's an Arcana I'm I No, actually You can give me a wisdom. Roll, no, no just proficiency, a just a flat wisdom okay, check. Okay, that's still better. I clicked it and nothing happened. That is correct. There, <laughs> there, nothing happened this time. I rolled an eighteen. Interesting. So you focus on it, and you focus on it not as a weapon, and not as a magical item, but as a part of a tree. And 
you think about its growth and you think about its sort of innate nature and you think about it and now you think about the enchantments that have been laid upon it and you can definitely feel this corrupting energy there now and now that you sort of feel it this way you have a new perspective on it it almost feels like a blight um on a plant and it is certainly that blight is certainly dangerous but the staff itself is resisting it and trying to resist it and you're fairly sure that nothing else connected with that blight can sense you better because you have it Okay, so two things, you guys. First of all, this energy, I mean, this is just like why we came out here, isn't it? To fix this world, to fix the the nature and stop the monstrosities and the cataclysmic energy. And I mean, this is just just really awful. It feels like it feels like it's sick and blighted and we should fix it. And I know it's scary out here, but this is just a call to arms. We gotta fix this shit. And then second thing is um how the hell do you think um what the fuck is our teacher's name shit letharial how the hell do you think letharial came across this these like she left them for us it seems like and that's weird enough like she knew when we'd be coming which is just strange but also like these are corrupted they have to have been out here when the cataclysm happened right so where did she get them and why did she leave them for us um well like maybe they like were here like af like during the cataclysm and then something affected all magic because it seems like it seems like all magic out here is either like really rare or I don't know, like, something's weird about it. Like, I don't know about these unity assholes. Oh, sorry, unity assholes? But, like... Jeez. But, like, seriously, I this does not feel like the same magic as, like, the stuff we knew. DM, am I correct in saying that? Um... That's a little hard to say. Uh, I'm not sure I'd go quite so far as all magic feels different. Certainly what the skeleton was doing felt different, and the second energy on these weapons, the, the cataclysmic energy, feels very different. The underlying magic in all of them, the elemental magics, those actually feel pretty familiar. Okay, so uh, retconning that slightly, um, Arya will make sure that she specifies like the skeletal magic and the evil magic and the magic that's eating things. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. It seems like... It seems like there is... There was magic here before, so maybe she just gave the weapons to Mr. Mayor's father before anything bad started happening to them. And they were just affected because a lot or all magic is starting to be affected by this. See, Lithuriel was also the one that I think locked us in our in our little rooms, right? I, that's what I was thinking, us. yeah. So uh, she knew she's exactly... Been... Yeah, we're gonna be she's here. been playing a long game for a long time. Uh, and 
I mean, she's never been anything but kind to us, so while it's scary, I'll admit, uh, the, probably the best thing to do is to try to, you know, find and help out in any way we can, right? I mean, Fix this. We don't Fix really this. have anywhere to go back to anyway, and uh, Arya will look very sad as she says this. Yeah, well, I mean, we could go back to Red Meadow. You said that weird. Are you okay? <laughs> that had a long sure wind up. That's the right name of the village. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Red Meadow, of course. But, I mean, there yeah. a couple days ago. You guys are right. We don't have. I just wish she'd left us a note or something and explained all this. I'm, I don't know what's going on. Maybe we have to find out for ourselves, like in those old stories. I think those are just like metaphors or analogies or what's the word I'm looking for? Parables. They're parables. I don't think, think we're the, supposed to like literally do. You think the novelized version of Goblins Gone Wild was a parable? I didn't read it that way at all. Oh, no, not that one. Okay, that's good because there are things in there that I don't think we should do. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> well... So we still have to go and try and find Lotharial if she's still here. Like, I I don't know yeah. that she'd still be alive even if something terrible didn't happen to her. I oh, mean, I think, still be alive. I think we've heard we've heard that she's still alive, essentially. We've heard that she's the Sunleaf and is still active, right? You think that, yeah. DM? You've heard stories that there's a figure called the Sunleaf who has been and active. And the Sunleaf has still been active. Yeah. At least okay. at least within it doesn't seem like they that that the Sunleaf interacts with the people that they save or that she saves a whole lot. Like the mayor had a description of her, but it didn't it doesn't really have news of where she is, etc. Okay, but like not like like a past hero, like a current This wasn't hero. like ah yes, decades ago when the Sunleaf still was protecting us. No, okay. the Sunleaf is actively fighting some of these attacks. Yeah, I mean I say we continue on doing what we're doing. I think we're on the right track. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, probably time for bed for everyone. So I can uh, I'll have first watch. Do you want me to take it with you just to oh. make sure everything's okay? I mean, I'm fine. I mean, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm gonna, like, try and sleep a little bit. I'm gonna telepathize with Neldor. Did, did you just get a weird vibe from Ruck when he basically tried to send us to bed? Was that a weird? Was that weird, or am I just being paranoid? No, that's totally weird. I've been getting weird vibes off of him for a little while. Should, should one of us stay up with him? It's probably not a bad idea. Ariel okay. is already snoring. Hey, Ruck, I think I'll just I'll take watch with you, and then Neldor and Ariel can take watch together, just because we're in an unfamiliar environment and, you know, want to keep everything safe. Sounds like uh, a plan. I mean, that's, that's fine. Uh, we just, we need two-hour breaks, and, and there's like... I mean, are you going to not sleep very well tonight? Because I'm only going to be up for like a couple hours before the next watch comes. That's what we've been doing. Yeah, we can just sleep in a little. 
I mean, that's okay. That's fine. Whatever you want. I'm alright. Mathematically, DM, where do I think it's going to put us at, put us at in the morning if we do um, watches this way? Uh, because of some of the weirdness of this, it's going to put you into like ten, eleven in the morning. Yeah, because you this Wait, is like is now? optimally inefficient. <laughs> yeah, you're optimally inefficient. <laughs> uh, it's about uh, probably ten thirty at night. Okay. Like I, like I think if I don't think you can break a long rest for more than two hours of sleeping. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to start over your sleeping cycle, which is at least six. I mean, technically, so like, however you want to play that. But. And we might let that glide a little bit, but yeah, you're basically going to end up spending. 10 to 12 hours sleeping in order to do that. The other way you could do that, and I'll just say this like, Sunny, you would know this. You could stay up with Rook, and then Neldor could keep a watch, and Ariel could keep a watch. And then you'd get to sort of enough sleep, generally. And then technically uh, Neldor would take back over once he's finished his meditation for four hours. Okay, Okay, I'm gonna... um, uh, mine link that to Neldor, so that's the plan. We'll do that. And I just won't tell Rook that that's the plan. Sounds good. Secrets, huh? Okay. Well, Rook is being weird, Andy. Rook. This is like Rook. when we were playing Secret Hitler. I don't know why you have to always be so sketchy. <laughs> He's sketchy I think it's by a nature. Thing more than a, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Rook and Sunny, go ahead and give me perception checks. Perception into the dark, huh? <laughs> Sounds good. I have 120 feet dark vision. Oh, God, Doesn't mean I can see everything. But... I rolled an I eight. Oh God. Good Lord. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, the night's pretty quiet. There doesn't seem to be there. You haven't seen many travelers along the road um, as you've been going along, so it doesn't surprise you that you don't see any traffic on the road, uh, and you don't you don't hear much. Don't see much. Oh joy! And uh, so two hours go by. All right. Uh, well, good night. I'll uh, see you in the morning. Good night. So I'll wake Neldor up for Neldor's watch. Okay. Uh, Neldor, give me a perception check. Man, the rolls have been wow. rough tonight. <laughs> Ironically, except for Sunny's insight checks. Um, yeah. Those did really well. Yeah, you're not seeing anything. Uh, the wind is nice and quiet. Uh, you kind of, you're you're reviewing some of the notes that you've made um, in your notebook that you've seen so far. Um, and you sort of close it over, take another look around, and you see the um, the emblem of Stronghold yes. and the Conclave, uh, which is the same as the party storage symbol of the scales with a sun and a moon in balance. and Just kind of think about where your story is going to take you next and how unexpected this story has been. Fantastic. I would also like 
just because I'm security would not just stay by the fire. I would at some point in my watch walk a perimeter. Okay. So if that gives me a different perception check. Uh, no, but at, at one point when you're sort of over by the uh, sort of by the tents, um, you can kind mm-hmm. of hear Rook murmuring to himself. Fantastic. Such a weirdo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's that. And your two hours go by. So it'll be okay. Ariel's turn. Ariel. Is... All right. I was going to say, if, yeah, if you can just give me a perception check, I wasn't sure if you were back. Dodge the nat one. Um, all right, with an eleven on perception. Uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful night. You're you're really excited. You've you've enjoyed every night that you've been out here staring up at the stars, um, and just this space, this world. There are people, and there's all kinds of different people, and there are people that you've never met. You haven't had that since like the last time someone was born in the stronghold. Like. That's literally how it works. So you're super excited about all of this, and it's it, it's it's made it hard to sleep. Um, but yeah, you don't notice anything around you. Okay. And so then you're going to go wake up uh, Neldor. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, so I'll poke Neldor awake. Jeez. And Neldor, you can right. give me uh, one more... Perception. Or perception check. Good Lord, say. these rolls have been brutal. Uh, Get him yeah. out of the way now. Yeah. With that 11, uh, you're walking around and like you can see sort of the first hints of dawn um, back to the east and you can see a little bit of, of glow and set in front of that you can actually see the mountain range and you know underneath there somewhere is stronghold uh now silent and entirely empty and you kind of wonder what will happen and if everyone could do me a favor and everyone except lena hop off real quick oh no i'm just anyone okay so sunny you blink and you find yourself standing in a sort of dim field. Flowers and leaves of types that you've never seen before and yet seem familiar are on the ground all around you. And in the center of the field is a multifaceted crystal that's vaguely glowing. Um, this is weird. Do I think I'm asleep? Because the, the last thing I remember is going to sleep in my tent, right? Yeah, and, and you remember that. And now that you're standing here, you actually kind of remember the last few nights you've felt very clearly like you've had dreams, but you couldn't remember them at all. But I don't have dream. And this this feels like sort of maybe connected to where you've been. Is this like an experience I've ever had before? You, you have had these dreams. They were rarer, or these experiences in the stronghold. They were usually around like harvest time, or things like that. So connected to my kind of experiences with nature. Yeah. 
And the, so, so since I've had things like this happen before, I'm probably not too freaked out then. You're not entirely freaked right. out. This also feels very much as you're standing here, this feels very much like when you get a feeling about nature. Like when you got the feeling to plant, you know, replant things in different soil because the soil wanted those plants more. It's sort of like a hyper-concentrated version of that. Well, all right then. I'm going to walk up to the crystal. Okay. I think you can and... control your token. Oh, okay. We're using... Um... And... Before I try to touch it, I want to kind of just get a feel for it like does it does it have a feel does it feel dangerous does it feel friendly does it feel like it's trying to tell me something about nature um <laughs> I basically feel like, i want to do insight on the crystal i was like i feel like you're asking for an insight check on a crystal and i won't say no cool i rolled a 16 that's okay it's a crystal in mass I don't, I'm not getting any vibes from it. Um, not really with insight. You could maybe give a nature check. I rolled a natural one. Fuck my fucking rolls. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, wait, don't say anything yet. I'm trying to decide if I need to use my fucking inspiration. This is too many fucking... Fuck. I'm, I'm gonna use my inspiration and re-roll that. Okay. Twenty-two. That's so much better. So you sort of... You move your hand closer to it, but without actually touching it, and you sort of move your head back and forth so you get different perspectives on it. Um, the crystal feels like it's literally the crystallized essence of this dream energy. It's it's almost your feelings about nature and your insights of nature and the little things that, the little feelings and instincts that you've gotten over time given a solid form. Hi, Crystal. I guess you're like, you're like part of me, maybe. That's weird. I always kind of thought I was all that was part of me, and I just somehow knew things about nature, but maybe something else is part of me, too. Huh. Um, I'm going to reach out and touch it. As you touch the, the crystal, you feel... You feel your mind and your consciousness shift, and it's almost like you're sensing falling into a dream but you're already in a dream and you're actually conscious of it moving through and you feel now a sense of dream that you've felt before this this feels like dreaming your instincts about nature you feel the warm earth and you are the warm earth spreading and growing.
So, what do you have to tell me, Crystal me? Crystal Earth me? Off to the side from the direction that the sun is rising, you feel a pulse of magic energy buried deep beneath mountains off to the east. Sort of a background hum of it that in your memory of ages and eons, you're used to sort of spiking up and down, up and down as living things in it manipulate the forces, but now is just a steady background. Like... Like it feels different than it does in my memory of it? It feels like you're tapping into memories that you yourself don't have. And it feels as if instead of being higher and lower and sort of fluctuating up and down, it's now just gone to a steady background stable state. And does that feel normal to me? For it to be like that? It's the first time in this memory set that that's happened. And this feels like it's in mountains to the east. Yes. What type of energy does it feel like? Does it feel like energy that I felt before from the plants and nature that I'm involved with? Oh, that sounds like I, I don't know, date plants and nature. Anyway, you know what I mean. No, this feels like more the earth itself recognizing raw arcane energy. That instead of alternating or being manipulated has now just settled down to a background level. And within your own mind, you wonder if what you're feeling isn't stronghold. And now you feel a surge sort of of energy off to your west. And reaching through the ground and being the ground, you can feel... um, living beings, people, concentrated off a bit to the west of where you are. And you feel you feel the hum of lots of people sort of waking up and beginning to do things and uh, tend fields and move about. Um, and now something is drawing your attention even further west, past these people. You feel something strange, a place of tumult, damage, and chaos. You feel the soil that is below you, that is you, above you, water crashing and overrunning its banks, air choking. But you also feel light, nourishing, blessing, enlivening. And now for the first time, words drift to you out of this sense, this pure sensation, pure emotion, pure feel. The words drift to you. A seed grows in a cup of stone athwart a river. And now you're sunny or sunny's 
dreaming presence standing next to a crystal, standing in this plain of flowers, and slowly it's dimming, and you open your eyes, and you're in your tent. This has been Helpful Goat Gaming presents Tear Beyond the Door. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this and would like more, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast, listening to our long-form campaign on the podcast Goats and Dragons, catching us on twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat, and on Twitter at helpfulgoat. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.